0: I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one. Do you want anything from the shop? Call it out. chocolate ice. It doesn't say anything about a chalk ice, does it? No. No, it doesn't. Sure it doesn't. So fuck off! My boy says he can eat 50 eggs. He can eat 50 eggs. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! You're certifiable, Quint, you know that? You're certifiable! Hello, Dimitri. Listen, I-, I can't hear too well. Do you suppose you could turn the music down just a little? Uh uh-huh, oh, that's much better.
1: Welcome to the fifty first spool podcast with your hosts, as always, Nigel Wheatley and Pork McGill. Hi Pork. Hi Nigel. So we're on a boat. You may hear a little bit of swooshing sounds in the background. We're on um the Elegance thirteen boat that we've rented for a weekend with friends on the River Shannon, going down through the middle of Ireland. So we're docked in the little town of Drummond. Yeah, county. Kind of yeah, so Leitrim, the county that everyone forgets about. Um, the best way to see Leitrim seems to be by boat. Yeah, um, we did stop. So we we spent the night last night in Leitrim village. Uh, impossible to buy a newspaper, let alone Sight and Butter. Sound magazine or you know the New Yorker. Like heaven forbid we even get a copy of the Irish Independent. Like yeah,
2: you could get milk from the pub. Yeah, because the shop had closed and then the petrol station closed, as you found out.
1: Yeah, so this is it. No fuel, no nothing. You get milk and you get booze, it seems. But anyway, we have come uh, downriver uh, now today to Drummond. So anyway, we, while on this trip, we've had a bit of a Werner Herzog kind of theme going on, um, Werner. Uh, and we've looked at this film Fitzgeraldo from 1982. And then also the supporting making of documentary Burden of Dreams, which I guess came out two, a year later.
2: Uh, 1983 I think it it won an award at the BAFTAs 83 so maybe it came out in 82 as well who who knows when the actual release date was but anyway so it might have been a bit backwards but we decided we watched the documentary first and then watched the film after because we were also kind of tired and we were like the film the documentary is only an hour and a half so we'll watch it first.
1: Yes so it will set a bit of context anyway for those people who don't know first of all I presume you know everyone knows who Werner Herzog is probably one of the preeminent filmmakers working in cinema today he does documentaries and he does fictional films about usually with a deeper kind of thing about like the way the world is changing civilization dying and like his new one is a documentary basically all about the internet taking over and what it has done to our identities and everything so we went back uh, 35 years anyway with Fitzgerald so it's an epic adventure film set at the turn of the century um, the turn of the last century that uh, about it's the rubber industry in South America, for want of a better word, um, and it's about Brian Sweeney Fitzgerald, played by Klaus Kinski, and he wants to basically bring a big, giant steamship down a tributary of the Amazon over a big hill to link up with another bit of a river that was, until that point, uh, un- inaccessible, or, if you rapids. like, untapped. Yeah, Get that? Like, tapped, like tapping a rubber tree, so... That only works if you know how you get rubber from a tree. That's true. Or maple syrup or these kind of things. So anyway, you tap yeah. it. So one of the things is, of course, like a lot of Italian, German uh, cinema of the time, it has the weird post-production dubbing thing yeah, going on. Yeah, the
2: audio that. track has been recorded afterwards. And it's weird when you're watching it
1: because it sounds like dodgy foreign... Just takes a little pornography, kind of thing, yeah, Yeah, is where you're you're going with that. It just takes a while to kind of settle into it. Um, it's like a euro trash clip, an extended euro trash, yeah. And I suppose you pointed out that like the dialogue, normal dialogue, you can kind of get over, even though people sort of camp it up or like do a little bit. But when people are laughing or crying or screaming or showing emotion, it just kind of comes, it's very hard to do it kind
2: of fake and make it sound real. The dialogue in the entire film is quite. It's very minimalist and it's quite bad when it is there. It's very, uh, and it was probably, as you mentioned, written in German. Back to English, back
1: to German, back to English. Yeah, it feels like it's gone through Google Translate a few times. A lot of the time. Um, anyway, so Fitzcarraldo, Brian Sweeney, Fitzgerald—he's kind of Irish-American or
2: Irish parents, Peruvian mother.
1: Yeah, and based on a real-life person, and this whole story is based on a real-life person, uh, Carlos Fitzcarald. and he had a much smaller boat that by he all took apart. He didn't yeah. actually drag it up a hill. Drag it up a hill. Yeah. So um, anyway, the other part of this is the film is introduced, and Fitzcarraldo is big into um, opera music. So he initially. He's kind of this crazy eccentric, and he wants to build an opera house in the middle of the Peruvian jungle, um, and bring it to the what in this sort of indigenous people, First Nations people. They call them Indians uh, throughout this, which isn't very good. A lot of sort of ethical in the way he he kind of integrated the indigenous people into the production. You probably could question the ethics of doing that himself, mm-hmm. even if he was trying to highlight their civilizations. Mm-hmm. This questions over whether he they were a bit exploited or
2: yeah it's kind of touched on more in the documentary I think as well uh, to go back to the opera point though that was kind of my first thing like my impression of the film was that it's about a guy who tries to build an opera but then it's not really because he's he's trying to get Robert like it's more about the physical he's trying to do something nobody's ever done before it's really just get a boat over a mountain to get the rubber so it's a money thing and then he does as you say become quite horrible to the people like so the whole reason his, all his crew deserts him at some point and the only reason it's possible for the boat to be taken over the mountain is there is a local tribe who have this myth that there's a white god uh, who, who will travel down the river and bring them to a promised land so he kind of plays up to that and exploits them and then just treats them like dirt it's not like he's paying them anything or anything
1: no no, there's no money involved. Yeah, there's not even... The white man carries all the money in this film and then occasionally the indigenous tribes might get the promise of, you know... Like, spiritual fulfilment or, you know, maybe some help with their... They've nothing else going on, though, to be fair. No. They've no TV. Yeah, no, no internet. No internet. Um, so anyway, th- yeah, Klaus Kinski is impossible not to kind of get sucked into... Like, he... His relationship with Herzog, they did whatever, four or five films together. Um, This is one of the most famous ones. And he just embodies this insane man. And you can see him just getting stuck into everything. He kind of overacts and yet... Choose scenery up and everything, and yet you're kind of with him the whole way through the thing. I think with someone lesser, less crazy in there, uh, it, wouldn't it wouldn't have, have worked been as much
2: engaging. And I kinda, yeah, and it kind of compensates for the dialogue issue I think, because just looking at his face for most mm. of the time, you're kind of like, oh yeah,
1: it's, yeah, you kind of get it. Yeah. So apparently it was difficult. This is it's well known that um I haven't seen the documentary, but in uh, Herzog did a doc on Klaus Kinski in 1999 which maybe we'll watch in the next bit uh, is it's called My Best Friend and um, the famous anecdote that came out of it is that one of the indigenous chiefs uh, in the film offered to kill Klaus Kinski for him but then Herzog in his own classic demeanour just sort of said that it wouldn't make sense because he had to finish the film first so yeah yeah it was weird like did you enjoy the film um, I did enjoy it so probably, we probably we sped it up slightly this is the equivalent of playing at thirty-three and a third record at maybe forty-five or something. Uh, we played it at one hundred and twenty percent. The version that we played on my computer, mm. and uh, it kind of moved it along better. Like the dialogue actually flowed better when ramped up a bit. The first forty-five minutes is quite painfully slow, while the setup, while he's dealing with the the other rubber barons and the like, laying this thing out with opera, and you're like, "What is going on here?" But once they get into the jungle. Mm-hmm. and they get on the boat and the steamer's up and running you're you know I was sucked in completely and genuinely tense
2: it's tough because I kind of hate opera or I don't get it or it's just so like when that's the main kind of conceit of the film or a large part of it I it, like it doesn't emotionally like the soundtrack is a big issue for me at times because like the music in it doesn't rouse me it doesn't you know I'm not like oh, are they going to make it I'm not you know really rooting for anyone or like I don't really care I think he's quite a horrible person uh, Klaus Fitzgerald character you know he's a bit of a maniac and yeah. tyrannical figure and then the end scene you know where
1: he's like oh I've brought opera to the plebs you're just like piss off yeah I probably could have done a bit more for them mm. it's probably not the dream that they had no And was a precursor to a lot worse things kind of happening to them. And the deforestation, like, even... I don't know, there's a lot... It's enjoyable to kind of get to spend time with them, but, like, they're getting their whole... The indigenous troops, like, their... tribes, sorry, are getting their whole lives flipped upside down through the whole thing. So is opera the answer? Probably not, but it made for a good kind of film. Mm. Um, The one other thing with it is so much of this, if it was done now, would all be... Like, think about the Noah film with the big R uh, arc, there was no real, you know, the the production on that, a lot of it was helped along with CGI and everything with this. Whereas with this, um, with though, we're seeing very little uh, CGI or special it's effects physical, or anything like that. Yeah. Um, you were pointing out that there's some miniatures uh, involved in, when the boat was sent down rapids and stuff. We kind of worked that out from watching it, but. We got proof. Uh, yeah. So but, said the internet. Yeah. But for the most part, when they're dragging it up this big steep hill. It's all done in real time and kind of I don't know it's a nice little nod to the way the Egyptians would drag lumps of rocks or how they did it in uh, a bit closer to home like in Newgrange like getting those big boulders and dragging them down rivers and then tying them with ropes and things kind of cool mm. you know amazing what you can do you put your mind to it and have a thousand slaves. A thousand <laughs> slaves, and also seemingly nine months to get for A to be. Uh, I just wanted lastly mention my favorite character from it. What was, uh, which was the chef? This kind of drunk chef, Horakeke. Uh, was that his name? Sure, or, or Kiki or something, Chicho. I don't really know, um, I just thought he was wonderfully entertaining, and don't know where he came from or where what else he's done. We could look it up, but we're on a boat we're on is, a boat with no this internet. This is done just on the fly uh so the second bit from this then, even though we did it backwards, was. In the style of Apocalypse Now, with Heart the of Heart Darkness. of Darkness yeah. book and documentary is that what the Heart of Darkness? Yeah, well, the documentary then. The,
2: the, the Apocalypse Now is kind of based on the Joseph Conrad book Heart of Darkness, which what? Oh yes, okay. Yeah. Which kind of gave the name of the title to the documentary about it?
1: There you go. Yeah. So with this, the accompanying documentary is called Burden of Dreams.
2: And he, he mentions that a lot in the film, like Fitzgerald. He has this dream, and you know the problem of having dreams and. Werner Herzog kind of talks about that a bit. So we have a clip here of kind of bookend the two where we have Werner Herzog talking about the film in the jungle.
0: Of course we are challenging nature itself and it hits back. It just hits back, that's all. And that's grandiose about it and we have to, to accept that it is much stronger than we are. Kinski always says it's full of... Erotic elements, I don't see it so much erotic, I see it more full of obscenity. It's just, and nature here is vile and base. I wouldn't see anything erotical here. I would see fornication and asphyxiation and choking and fighting for survival and growing and just rotting away. Of course, there's a lot of misery, but it is the same misery that is all around us. The trees here are in misery and the birds are in misery. I don't think they they sing, they just screech in pain. What a man.
1: The
2: most Werner Herzog thing, I think, that,
1: that we mm. clipped. He has a phenomenal mustache for a lot of this. If anyone, um, I think you could probably watch the documentary and not watch the film, like it's as entertaining. To me, uh, this is a, a kind of a classic thing
2: where the. Documentary is better than the film. I I didn't really enjoy the film at all, but I thought the documentary was very good. Um it kind of captures that thing and it's up there for me with Heart of Darkness documentary. And when I was looking up there's another kind of documentary that got mentions in the same breath. It's called Lost Soul, and it's the making of the Island of Doctor Moreau from nineteen ninety six, the Marlon Brando. Val Kilmer film, which was an absolute disaster.
1: Oh, oh So yeah. there's a documentary about the making of that, which apparently is phenomenal. Why did they bring the? And this doesn't happen anymore. Like it's it, same with the Shining. It's not a yeah uh, thing. But like the, some of these f- classic films, like had crews there making phenomenally. Like, given this phenomenal accents, access, and now... i said say people are so afraid now to yeah. to allow
2: that, or are so afraid of the image or the director. Like, they don't want to have a scene of, like, someone going apeshit, and, yeah. you know. All we get is leaks. Like, the most recent thing I can think of was Christian Bale went nuts on the scene of Terminator. Was it? Yeah. And went nuts at a lightener camera person. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you we know? get it on... I don't think we got that film, though. Like, you know, you didn't see it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Did we hear it though?
2: Yeah. Is there audio of it? Um, so, anyway, I suppose the... Nuts and Bowls of Burden of Dreams uh, was directed by Les Black, who died in 2013. And there's a weird couple of things we noticed in the documentary that they're all wearing these T-shirts, saying that uh, garlic is 10 times better than than your mother or 10 times as good. And we're like, what is that? But apparently it was a documentary Les Black had made before all about the history of garlic.
1: Did that that documentary do well?
2: it, It did, yeah, among chefs. Mm. Uh, so the documentary's good. It kind of gives you that insight into the kind of workings of it and shows the absolute insanity of trying to make a film. Like it says at the end, it took four years from of production just to get it because he was kind of, in this classic sense, um, much like Apocalypse Now, it was an absolute drought in the Amazon. So the boat was stuck in a sandbank for three months. And then when the rains did finally come back, it was one of the worst rainy seasons in living memory of the Amazon. So he kind of is going... Like, that. that's kind of the interesting thing for me, is, is, like, why Werner Herzog wants to make the movie. Mm. It's just, like, any film seems like an absolute minefield to try and get together, like, any director or to to run the whole show, but then to do it, like, in such a hostile environment. Like, there was lots of issues. And, like you mentioned it, with the, the film, it seems quite exploitative, and lots of comparisons have been made between Herzog and the character Fitzcarraldo because... And I think they kind of stand up like he built. He kind of says in the documentary that he kept the uh, tribes, people, and the uh, Europeans separate because he didn't want to be- to become too anglicised. But I do think there was a certain like apartheid. Use of those people apartheid. and her over here black toilets, white toilets. Yeah, and there there was about a thousand extras, and they were all from different tribes, and they were living in basically bunks on set. Yeah,
1: Con- concentration camps. So,
2: <laughs> so it was totally like out of their comfort zone and yeah. very unnatural, and. um Paid them quite well for their area, but he, he kind of got into this thing where he's just like, well, I'm not really paying them too much, but I'm trying to fight for them to get land he's rights. He's given for the man.
1: political kind of angle on them, and I'll, yeah, he'll help them. And there's
2: a uh, footnote in the film that he did do that, and he did try and help it, but I don't know if he was successful. Like, I don't know if once he got out of the country, that was it, or if he actually followed through with it, and... um
1: Got them their rights. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? What do you think of the documentary? Um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. I felt I'd. It was a funny one watching it that I felt I'd seen. And same with Fitzcarraldo, like I hadn't seen either of these. But like there's popular bits from like you know Simpsons and pop culture where these films and the documentary have kind of been referenced. So in the first ten fifteen minutes, I kind of felt I'd seen Burden of Dreams, and then I was like, no, maybe I haven't, and then can't really uh, remember but no I I did enjoy it as well I like I say you could Herzog has just become this oh, he's know, almost he's a caricature almost, almost but in an, like yeah almost in the way like you could just watch Woody Allen on set and Martin Scorsese like that these sort of cult favourite directors now you can just kind of watch them doing their thing which to have reached that status they've obviously had to earn it but to get to watch him at the height of his powers in a way uh, is really really something and the stuff that drives him like you know we were talking earlier um, you know the cave of forgotten dreams uh, into the abyss um, even Grizzly Man where he goes into he just kind of is fascinated by people who want to kind of ta- like, tap in to cul- to bits of the world and break down cultures and change yeah. how we kind of live in the universe mm-hmm. and everything so there's a great uh, clip from Les Black he was
2: doing he kept a diary at the same time and at the end of it he was just exhausted so he kind of said he wrote in his journal that I'm tired of it all I couldn't care less if they move the stupid ship or finish the fucking film yeah which I kind of I guess you could understand having watched his uh, exploits yeah but a great documentary I'd give the docu- documentary about four stars and I'd give the film
1: about two yeah um, I would be oh about two yeah,
2: it, yeah. there was nothing in it that I was just kind of like you know.
1: I'm up at the three uh, and uh, maybe three and a half for the film in total and then the documentary yeah same kind of maybe even a four I don't know probably a similar kind of markings but anyway basically both these films are out there Uh, you can get them Blu-ray you can find them on your on-demand players you can find them on your Torrent websites you can can find them in the IFI shop they're probably yeah there's copies with German and English subtitles on YouTube so both of these are very uh, viewable and provides a great bit of context for the newer work that herzog has kind of done and also i'm and i'm gonna watch uh my best friend now the Kinski. i'm not gonna watch it right now yeah we don't have it
2: and it kind of it's relevant enough because this year i think it was the top of a lot of favorite films from last year but it only got released here in ireland uh, embrace of the serpent which kind of has very similar themes but to my embrace of the serpent to me is like a exponentially better than Fitzcarraldo and yeah. it's
1: well it's a good kind of but it's a bit more knowing like I'd say the script in it, it, it the film is what it is whereas it feels like Fitzcarraldo was kind of made up as it went along a little bit yeah who knows anyway um, we'll wrap up this uh, short brief boat podcast yes. and we'll sail off into somewhere else farewell listeners
0: I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship take one do you want from the show